There's a lot of craziness right now, and the future is uncertain. It's in moments like these that people are vulnerable to listen to false teachers. We need to hold fast to Christ and the promise of His Word when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily study in the Word of Christ for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness. Find all our videos and other ministry resources at www.utt.com. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. I'm flying solo again for this edition of the broadcast. I did want to pass this on to you, though. On behalf of Becky and myself. So last week, uh, I mentioned to you that we found a house that we really liked. We've moved here to Lindale, Texas. My first official day at First Baptist Church Lindale was November the 1st. We've been staying at, uh, at Timberline Baptist Camp, which is a great camp. If you're ever looking for a place to, to stay or do a conference or do a week-long camp or something like that, check out Timberline here in Lindale, Texas. There's my Timberline plug. But the uh, the uh, folks that own the camp have been so kind to let us stay there while we have waited for our house in Kansas to sell, and then we've been looking for a house here in Lindale. We found one we really liked. As I mentioned last week, we put an offer on it. They came back with a counter offer. We made a second offer, and then they made another counter offer. And it was that third offer, I guess it was, that I was sitting on when I mentioned this to you last week, we were already at the top of our budget. I couldn't go any higher. So I was still hoping that the seller was going to take our second offer. So I asked you to pray and you did. And two days later, the seller took our second offer. So praise God. <laughs> we're in that uh, period right now. We're in the option period and doing our inspections and all that kind of stuff. But as long as everything goes through, we could be moving into this new house in February. So I appreciate so much your prayers. And Becky says thank you as well. Now, I, there, there's also this. Uh, there's a, a shed on the property, and it seems to be a very well-constructed shed. Needs some work on the inside, putting in some insulation and stuff like that. And I've got a friend who's going to help me run power to it. And I'm, I'm going to try, we'll see if it works out, to make that my studio. And then I'll have a studio at home again, and Becky will be on the Friday broadcast a lot more often. <laughs> so now you can pray for that. We'll hope that uh, all of that works out, too. Hey, this is the Friday edition of the broadcast, and we take questions from the listeners. You can send your questions to when we understand the text at gmail.com. Now, I don't have any specific emails I'm going to read here, but I have received a few emails since... The inauguration on Wednesday, a few before and then and then most of them came in after uh, some of you have been feeding me clips of different prophets who made prophecies of Donald Trump becoming president again or, or you know, getting a second term. And then, of course, all those prophecies are shown to be totally false. These guys were, were quacks. They didn't have any idea what they were talking about. The Lord did not speak to them. He did not show them the future that Donald Trump was going to uh, was going to get a second term. So thank you for sending me those clips. They're always good for a laugh. But at the same time, it's very sad because these guys fool a lot of people. They are liars. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They lead people astray. They make 
people who follow them twice a son of hell as themselves, as Jesus said to the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 23. So it's funny in one sense, but very tragic in another. Because these guys' message, it's, it's not some simple mistake. It's very, very deadly. Consider what Jesus said of false prophets in Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Ravenous wolves, meaning what? Meaning that they will devour the flock. And that's the way Paul described them too in Acts chapter 20, that false teachers would even rise up from among you devouring the flock. Listen to God's warning to Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 13. This is starting in verse 1. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you, and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul." You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has taught rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of slavery to make you leave the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. Consider these words again from the book of Deuteronomy. This is chapter 18. The prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that the Lord has not spoken? Listen to this. So God even tells you, here's how you can test whether this guy is truly speaking from God or he is not. All right, here you go. Here's the test. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of him. So how do we know if that person is a false prophet? Because he makes a prophecy. He claims it's from God. It doesn't come true. That man's a liar. He's a false prophet. And what's supposed to happen to him? In Israel, under the law, he was supposed to be put to death. That's how serious false prophecy is. And if you do not purge the evil from your midst, then you will get dragged away with them. Dr. Michael Brown is uh, is one of the guys who has helped to enable many of these false prophets. And I'll mention one way that he does that here in this broadcast. But he made a tweet. This was back in December. And he said, according to Jesus in Matthew seven, false prophets are wolves in sheep's clothing. They are liars and deceivers who are out to destroy. In contrast, a sincere believer can prophesy falsely which is why all New Testament prophecy must be tested. Let's be careful whom we call a false prophet, unquote. Folks, there's a really simple test for this. Did that person prophesy falsely? Then they're a false prophet, period. It's that easy. And that's according to the word of God. That's the test he gave us. 
to know whether a prophet is truly of God or not. None of the prophets in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, ever got a prophecy wrong. If they did, they were not of God because what they were saying did not come from God. And all of the clips that I'm playing for you here today, all of these guys are false prophets. And yet, though they have revealed themselves to be frauds, people keep coming back to their message like a dog returning to its vomit. They go after these liars and thieves. The deceivers deceive and the deceived keep going back to the deceivers. It's this wicked cycle and keeps happening over and over again. Here's my first example of that. Somebody who's been doing this for decades. Here is Pat Robertson of the 700 Club. Listen to what he said, his prediction that he made about Trump before the November election. Well, here goes. I want to share with you. I was praying on Sunday saying, God, please tell me how it's going to happen. And I hope I've got the word. But first of all, I want to say without question, Trump is going to win the election. Uh, and uh, that doesn't mean you sit home and don't vote. That, that means you get out and do everything you can to work. But he's going to win. That's, I think, a given. And But after he is sworn in and his vice president is Mike Pence, then trouble is going to happen. He's going to be challenged by the Chinese, as you couldn't believe, will be faced probably with some kind of a war. The North Koreans are going to have nuclear weapons. They're going to threaten us. Uh, the Russians are going to do everything they can. Uh, the Turks have got their things going. And after Trump is sworn in, we're going to see civic disobedience in our America that will just be mind-boggling. The, the country will be torn apart. But you talk about Trump derangement syndrome, it's going to be horrible. Because already, without anything happening, we've got trouble in the streets. But there will be at least two attempts on the president's life. Uh, and it's going to be very difficult. So I would just urge you, if you, you should pray for him. So Robertson did not just get wrong that Trump was going to win the election. But every prophecy that came after that, like he and it goes on from there. It's the clip is like six minutes long or something. So he just goes into one prophecy after the next. All this stuff that's going to happen after Trump gets reelected. All of that's a lie. Like none of that's going to happen. Now, where he says there, after Trump gets reelected, there's going to be Trump derangement syndrome like you've never seen. And there's just going to be chaos. I absolutely believe that would have happened if Trump had won. I think we would have seen just this continuous strain of chaos going on, especially in our major cities like what we saw last summer. I do believe that was going to happen, but but it didn't. Trump did not get reelected. God did not say this to Pat Robertson, and it did not come to pass. He is, as he has revealed himself to be a long time ago, a false prophet. He's been doing stuff like this since the 80s. But here is uh, probably back further than that. That's just as far back as I remember of, <laughs> of Pat Robertson. But here is uh, the prediction that he made about Mitt Romney eight years ago. It was about nine years ago now when Romney uh, was running against Obama for Obama's second term. This is Pat Robertson talking with Benny Hinn. He's going to have a second term. He's going to win. Romney will win. 
the election. You believe that? I absolutely believe that. What makes you believe that? Because the Lord told me. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm glad to to know. I wasn't sure how you knew. (laughs) Really, the Lord said that to you? Yeah, absolutely. I I told Mitt a long time ago. I called him. I said, listen, I've I've, I've been in prayer. Number one, you're going to win the nomination. Number two, you're going to win the general election. He said, well, what can I do for you? I said, well, give me a seat on the platform. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a ticket to your inauguration. Recently, the Lord said he's going to have a second term. So, I, and I and I, I told him, I said, listen, there's going to be there will be trillions of dollars coming into the economy when you're elected. Trillions of dollars. So you do see the economy turning. Oh my! If God. he wins the election, there'll be a flood of money that's on the sidelines into business, into real estate, and there should be a huge boom. The stock market ought to boom. Everything ought to boom. I, I would think, if he's elected. If on the other hand, oh, but the Lord told you he would be. Yes. <laughs> I trust God's voice. And for whatever reason, people keep watching this guy's show and keep asking for his opinion on this stuff when it is very clear he has never been talking with God. And I really hope this guy repents of his sin because, man, after doing this for decades, what it's going to be like to stand before God on the day of judgment for all the people that he led astray. And like I said, this is deadly stuff. It has massive ramifications. I was listening to Sid Roth not long ago. Sid Roth does uh, the It's Supernatural show, and I've got a clip from him coming up here in just a moment. Uh, anyway, he was talking about, I wish I had saved this, um, but this this was since the election. This was since November. He had a guest on his show, and he said that he's been getting emails from people saying that they're losing hope. Like, I I put faith in God for this. It didn't happen. And so now, is God even there at all? Does he really listen to us? Does he care? Or is he going back on his word? Like, some people even thinking of God as being a liar because these prophets said that God said this. It didn't come to pass. And so there are people that walk away into sin and error and to their own destruction. Consider this word that Paul gave to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, beginning in verse 15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And what is that word of truth? It's not whatever comes into your brain and so therefore, oh, God must have given me this or what I dreamed last night after I ate some funky pizza. It is the scriptures, knowing how to rightly handle God's word in the Bible. Paul goes on, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. It infects parts of the body and causes parts of the body to fall off. That's the picture there. And he mentions two false teachers that had to be put out of the church. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. What have they done? They're false prophets. They are upsetting the faith of some, Paul says. But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. I mentioned Sid Roth just a moment ago. Here's the prediction that he made prior to the election. I am speaking from the future. Yes, you are. At this moment. Right this moment. And I am going to proclaim 
that yes. President Trump will be president of the United States. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Jesus name. I agree. I am that. going to proclaim that the Republicans will take the Senate and the House. And none of that happened. Trump did not get a second term. The Republicans did not win the Senate or the House. What a liar. What a quack. He has no idea what he's talking about. Sid Roth is one of the worst out there because not only is he a false prophet, but he gives platform to these false prophets by the truckloads. They come onto his program, It's Supernatural, and spout off their nonsense in Jesus' name, taking the Lord's name in vain, saying these things came from God when they actually did not. Reminds me a lot of Jeremiah 29, 8 and 9. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you and do not listen to the dreams that they dream. For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. These are not, again, these are not innocent mistakes. They lead people to their own destruction. And that program from Sid Roth that I told you I was listening to, uh, it was after the election. And I want to say it aired in December sometime. But he had somebody else on, another prophet who got their prophecy wrong and had them on. Hey, we got these prophecies wrong, so let's run some collateral damage and try to clean up our mess here. And so that was when he started talking about people are losing hope. They're walking away. And so he has this false prophet on to then say, so what kind of message of hope can we give to people? Sure. Yeah, let's start throwing out more lies. That'll clean all of this up. Uh, this is another clip from It's Supernatural. This was a conversation that Sid Roth had with Tracy Cook. And this was back in March. This was at the start of all of the COVID stuff. By the way, I came across this clip because Dr. Michael Brown linked to it. He presented this as a legitimate prophecy. It was one of many prophecies that Cook made about Donald Trump being reelected in 2020. Here is his conversation with Sid Roth. Did God show you, because I still am interested a little in politics, uh, did God show you who's going to win the election? Yes, he if, did. If believers, and I know it's always if believers pray. Right. But he showed me three times in a dream, and I showed this first time. There's a clip that was made here. I dreamed that Donald Trump got reelected. Um, that's no guessing games. He is the one that God's going to put his hands on. And also, too, there's something uh, I can't mention here because it's going to get to him privately. Uh, he has to obey this uh, instruction that was given by God. And once he obeys his instruction by May the 21st and the first week of June, it will not all set his election. I we, see. In we, other words, he will win if he right, follows the instructions. Because this is, the, remember, this is the plot of the enemy. Yeah, the, the plot of the enemy is false prophets. <laughs> and they often try to build into their prophecy these uh, caveats, like these qualifications. So there you heard Roth and Cook say, well, as long as Trump does these things, then he'll get reelected. See, it's always on somebody else. The prophet puts himself in the clear. It's never the prophet's fault. It's always your fault if it doesn't come true. In another prediction that Cook made, he said the people of God are really going to have to fast and pray for Trump to be reelected. So if he didn't get reelected, well, it's just our fault. We didn't fast and pray enough. 
Now, this next clip, this was sent to me by Kevin in California, and he caught this because we've mentioned Kim Clement on this program before, and Kim Clement gets mentioned in this clip, and I'll, I'll try to single it out for you so that you catch it too, because it goes by rather quick. This is Sean Bowles, and back in 2020, Sean Bowles had scheduled a prophecy conference, a, a prophecy tour he was going to do which he postponed because of COVID. So he's a prophet (laughs) that did not see COVID coming and had scheduled this prophecy conference. Every time I see Sean Bowles' name come up, it's because he said something ridiculous, like some prophecy that didn't come true and he fell flat on his face. This is no exception. Here he is being interviewed on the 700 Club, which is Pat Robertson's program. Well, Sean, uh, let's go to politics now. You say President Trump will win a second term. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I've been quiet about this for quite some time just because I've just been in intercession and prayer about it. I didn't feel to take a public platform on it. But recently when Fox News called me, I I was just about to share some of these things that I've been praying about for the last 10 years, actually. And uh, Kim Clement is a prophet that was owned in the last generation. He passed away. And he shared that Trump would win two um, offices. And I, I've, I've felt the same thing at the same time or two, two uh, times in a row. And I feel like the things that God has prepared Trump for, and there's a long way to go, but the things he's prepared him for are seasoning and the fruit of it will be in the second term. We're going to start to see, um, of course, these are hot topics already, but some immigration reform. We're going to see, uh, you know, some, some more about the wall. There's the wall isn't done. And there's some more things about the wall that we got distracted from. Anyway, like Robertson, he's going to make a string of prophecies there, which, of course, won't come true because Trump did not get reelected. But you probably heard him say there, he said it rather quickly, but he mentioned Kim Clement. And he said that both he and Clement predicted that Trump would be a two-term president. Clement is a false prophet. He's already died. But every once in a while, somebody will send me a video clip of Clement's from years ago. And we'll play this. It'll come up once or twice a year on the podcast. And they'll say, doesn't this sound like Clement is predicting that Trump will become president? So was he not correct? Like, how do we respond to this kind of a thing? And if you listen to it, that's not what Clement says. You have to think that's what he's saying in order to get that out of what he says. Uh, But anyway, with that clip there from Bowles, he has exposed both himself and Clement as false prophets. This next false prophet, this is Chris Volatin from Bethel Church. He's like second banana to Bill Johnson, who's the main pastor there at Bethel Church. This is the same church that Bethel Music comes out of and Jesus Culture. Uh, Jen Johnson, who's a, a false teacher there. Todd White is associated with them. The International House of Prayer, Francis Chan. You've got musicians like Kim Walker Smith, Jeremy Riddle, Phil Wickham, songs like Reckless Love, This Is Amazing Grace. The list of associations is quite long. Bethel Church is the false church that over a year ago had made headlines because of a little girl named Olive who had died. And uh, she was the daughter of two of the worship leaders there at Bethel Church. And then Bethel had like this days-long service where they were chanting and singing and praying and and going through all kinds of charismatic nonsense, claiming that they were going to raise this little girl from the dead. And of course, she did not rise from the dead. It was a heartbreaking ordeal 
to have to witness. I could not imagine being those parents in the midst of all of that. But this is just an example of some of the lies and manipulations that this church will use saying that they will heal people that they cannot heal. They've never healed anybody. They'll dump gold glitter on audiences and say that it's a glory cloud. It's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's not. It's a trick. They've dumped feathers on audiences and said they're actual angel feathers. They teach prosperity theology, and there are prayers they will have you recite. If you say this prayer in this way, God will give you financial prosperity. On top of all of this, they're heretics. They teach wrong things about the divinity of Christ and about the Trinity, and they twist the scriptures to their own destruction, as Peter warns about in 2 Peter 3.16. They are to be avoided at all costs. Chris Volatin is one of the founding members of the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and here is a clip of him talking about a conversation he had with God prior to Trump getting elected the first time, and then he's going to use that to make a prediction of Trump getting elected a second time. This was preached in December of 2019, and if you'll remember back then, there was an impeachment process that was going on at that same time. Then I'm walking through the sanctuary on the Sunday after the Friday that he declares himself a candidate. And I, and I honestly think, like, that is never going to happen in a million years. He's the 16th Republican running. That's never going to happen. And I walk through the sanctuary, and I get right here, right there. And the Lord said, you know who's going to be president of the United States? I wasn't praying or even thinking about it. I said, no. He said, President Trump. He said, that'll, that'll never happen. He said, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> You know how you have one of those just goes to your mind and you're like, ha, that'll never happen. And I'm like, I'm like Sarah, like, I'm going to have a baby, you know, it's going to be Isaac. And the Lord says, do you know who you're talking to? And I'm like, oh, yes, I don't. And I have to tell you, I told several of my friends and they all had the same response. Like, oh, that'd be crazy. And I'm like, it would be, but it's plausible. And I believe that the Lord is gonna step into the impeachment process. I mean, I know it's gonna happen. It's not gonna be pretty, but it's gonna be over. Because the Lord is making a decree. This is not about politics. I'm so sorry if it feels that way. I know how it could. Everybody on the front row knows me. It's not about politics. If, if, the, if, if the Lord gave me this word about President Obama, I would stand here and give it. And I have done so before. This is a decree. The Lord is going to step in sovereignly. He's going to bring it to a close. It's going to be ugly, but it's going to be the Lord. And I believe the Lord's going to give him another term. I believe it because, not because, you have to understand, because the Lord wants it. So then, just a few weeks ago, Chris Volatin released another video. He put this out on, I believe it was Facebook and Instagram, issuing an apology for making a false prediction. I take full responsibility for being wrong. There's no excuse for it. I, I think it, um, it doesn't make me a false prophet, but it does actually create a credibility gap. And a lot of, a lot of people trust me, trust my ministry. And um, I want to say that I'm very sorry for everyone who put their trust in me. And that, um, and then there was this, um, major, major mistake. And I, I want to say, uh, I'm sorry. And I want to look into the reasons why there was a 
disconnection there in what I heard. And um, I have always believed that when you make a public declaration, that if you get it wrong, you have to make a public apology. You, you should make an apology for it, absolutely, but you're disqualified. You heard him say there, I made a false prophecy, but that doesn't make me a false prophet. What in the world makes a person a false prophet then? <laughs> he said that. Dr. Michael Brown said that. I think Jeremiah Johnson said the same thing about himself. He made a false prophecy, but that doesn't mean that he's a false prophet. And you heard a volatile story there. He talked about this exchange that he had with God in the sanctuary of the church, and it's like they're buddies. There's no misunderstanding there. And so then he makes this prediction that's wrong, and he says, I want to do an investigation and find out what it was I misheard. Yeah, it, make, it sounds like, hey, God just wasn't clear enough. We can be buddy-buddy in the sanctuary here, but he just didn't speak clearly enough for me to understand what it was that he was saying, and, and that's why I got that wrong. This, this is just wickedness. And Paul says to Timothy, I come back to 2 Timothy again, chapter 4, starting in verse 1. I charge you in the presence of God. Chris Volatin thinks he's in the presence of God. Here's what Paul says. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. The word that we've been given, the Bible, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. This is verse 5. As for you, always be sober-minded. Another word for this is temperate, meaning you don't give yourself over to wild ideas. Endure suffering, Paul says. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And the ministry of the gospel that we have been given is to preach the full counsel of God in the Bible. The reason people go after false prophecies of these of this kind, and they'll continue to go after these false prophets, even though they've revealed themselves as frauds, they'll go after them because they're they're accumulating teachers to suit their own passions. It's because the word of God for them is not enough. The Bible is not sufficient for me. I need something else. In order to feel whole, in order to have hope for the future, Christ's death on the cross and the promise of his kingdom is not enough. Give me something else. And if that's the attitude of a person, they have rejected God and they go after their own passions. My friends have nothing to do with this stuff. It leads to destruction. Cling to Christ. Hope and trust in him. He will deliver you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for these men. Goodness, Lord, I, I pray that, that their hearts are convicted, that they have the fear of God in themselves, that they realize they have lied. And for these lies, they will stand before God. James 3.1 says, Not many of you should aspire to be teachers, my brothers, for you know that teachers will be judged with greater strictness, and so will they on the day of judgment. If they do not repent... And, and fall before the Lord in grief over their sin. 
Keep us in a right way, according to your word. Let us hold fast to Christ and what he has said. Let us look forward to the promise of your kingdom and desire that the gospel be spread throughout our neighborhoods and our land and throughout the world. For it is only by hope in the good news of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for sins and rose again from the grave. By faith in him, we are forgiven and we have everlasting life. And all the strange happenings that are going on in this world, all of this will come to an end. For we are told, as it says at the end of the book, you are making all things new. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. This is When We Understand the Text with Pastor Gabe Hughes. There are lots of great Bible teaching programs on the web, and we thank you for selecting ours. But this is no replacement for regular fellowship with the church family. Find a good, gospel-teaching, Christ-centered church to worship with this weekend, and join us again Monday for more Bible study when we understand the text.